It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB. It is Tuesday, the 8th of March. Andrew joined by Annette. And Annette, I'm going to start off being very Sydney-centric because a bit of a crisis for the city at the moment. It is underwater. A lot of people feeling a lot of pain. Yeah, there's certainly a bit of an issue on whether we can get home or not. Some of our staff have left already just for safety reasons. Bridges underwater, garages underwater. So... Let's just hope it's just a Sydney problem. But looking at that Bureau of Meteorology, it's really not helping. We already know Western Sydney, South East Queensland have certainly been flooded in recent weeks. So we're just sharing the pain with our regional brothers and sisters right now. Yeah, not to sound flippant, but the market is also underwater today. It's finished off around three quarters of a percent lower. In fact, Annette, uh, falling back below for the A6200, falling back below that key 7,000 level. It's a bit of an odd one. I was just having a chat offline with um, Mark Gardner from Macro. It's interesting that, you know, the geopolitical risks have not materially changed. Oil is high. Commodities are flying gold at $2,000 an ounce overnight, and yet materials and energy actually peeled back today. So we're wondering, are people profit-taking, are people margin-calling or selling what's profitable to buy something else? There's a lot of portfolio adjustment going on right now. Yeah, maybe some profit-taking there because, as you say, energy, in fact, um, finished off around 2.5%. Materials also off more than 1%. The market essentially flipped from what we saw yesterday, consumer discretionary. That was up. Uh, financials managed to actually make some gains today at the same time. Just taking a look at that fuel price, in fact, Qantas um, saying there that uh, you know if oil prices remain high, it's expecting that airfares are going to rise. So that'll be a further pain uh, for the economy, particularly just, I mean, the irony of this is that we're just, just getting, getting out. Yep. We're wanting to move out of COVID and now we get hit by this. And of course, the other issue is, as we're all talking about rising interest rates, and I know we've been talking about $2 a litre petrol. I mean, that is certainly going to be baked in in the coming weeks and months. That's going to be squeezing household budgets as well. In terms of some other quirky stocks, I mean, healthcare looks like it's on a tear, but that's CSL. It went ex-dividend yesterday and everybody piled back in today. So that made healthcare look good. Some of the consumer staples, maybe everyone might stay home and cook dinner tonight because it might take uh, two and a half hours to get Uber Eats tonight. It might be uh, home cooking. Yeah, look, I mean, you talk about some of the defensives there. That's certainly coming into play. Look, all we've been talking about this week are the commodities. Mm, absolutely. And, and for good reason. Um, overnight, we saw nickel 
move, I think it was 60% higher overnight. Over the past four days, it has been 90% higher. Interesting, though, taking a look at some of those local nickel stocks that have actually come off. So, um, yep. once again, all, I think... all part of trying to attribute logic to yeah. every stock move <laughs> yeah. is, I think, or some of our investors know it is not always a logical day by day. And uh, speaking of logical, we actually don't have a stock of the day, Andrew. Nothing really hit the tape. So, Koshi decided to go a bit left of centre and he asked Motley Fools, Scott Phillips and Marcus today's Chris Conway and said, well, what's your investable idea taking the lead from Scott Morrison? Take a listen. The globalisation trend is going, if not into reverse, at least into a bit of a neutral phase. And there is some sense, a little bit of sense in building some of this stuff onshore. There's a whole lot of political sense, of course, in flying the flag and saying we will do things, we will mm. make things, of course, as Donald Trump famously said and got elected doing so. So, uh, look, I think it's, it's, it's rhetoric for now. It's worth having a look at. You mentioned some great companies, Ansel, another one, of course. Um, yep. Plenty of potential investments if those things come to pass. Probably need to see some policy is, policies in place to drive money towards these areas. There are limited spaces where you could use that idea, Koshi, that you've got of going after these, uh, these investments. So there's nothing really in semis, agricultural chemicals you guys were just talking about, New Farm, the big one, water treatment, there was nothing that sprung to mind. Uh, plastics, the big one is Vizzy. It's a private company. You've got Pact Group yeah. that's listed. Uh, and then Pharma there, of course, are some listed names, Star Pharma, Maine, uh, and Medical Development. So there are only a few ways to play it anyway uh, in order to take advantage of, the, um, of what the Prime yeah. Minister was talking about. So there you go, the investable idea, the areas vital to the nation's interests. That was what the Prime Minister was talking about. So Koshi put that question to Scott Phillips and Chris Conway. Uh, interesting there, Chris saying he needs to see policy action. Uh, that, that's a sign ahead of the election, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the policy action and what investable ideas will be, but I dare say this skill shortage means we need to have a discussion about skills sooner rather than later, I think, uh, that investing more money in our schools doesn't seem to be generating the skills that we need. So let's see. And as we know, budget's coming up, so we'll be bringing that conversation up time again in the next 10 days because a bit of a wish list. We'll be asking our guests increasingly, what's your wish list in the budget? And just quickly, back on commodities, I mean, what are we up to? $160 a tonne. Well, the budget only expects $55. So there should be some dollars in there for the budget to spend on what the nation needs. Yeah, interesting, particularly given uh, perhaps demand, future demand from China as well for iron ore, given um, they're going against the trend, aren't they, just as far as their monetary policy is concerned? Yeah, they're they're more likely to ease than tighten going forward, that's for sure. Well, let me jump into the show notes. Uh, One of mine made it today, Jason McIntosh. He brought out some technical charts, gave us two buys and two avoids, and what he meant by avoid was don't buy the dip. So that's certainly a clickable interview to watch in the show notes today. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert, some of them are retailers. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we know where uh, where they've been um, over the course of COVID and perhaps where they're going right now, particularly as far as discretionary stocks are concerned. Annette, it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention International Women's Day. And, uh, in fact, uh, going back to the call, uh, all those stocks that were covered are actually led by female CEOs. Female CEOs. We're getting better on that front, but still a long way to go. Our producer, Libby, was digging deep to find 10 people to represent the International Women's Day today. So, yep, lots of fun today. We had some cupcakes here 
at Ausbies to help celebrate. But uh, other than that, we're all just trying to get on with it. We have to say there's uh, certainly more CEOs to do going forward. Let's hope this time next year that it won't be so hard to find 10 CEOs. Well, and talking of uh, company leaders, uh, managing directors, in fact, our own Kylie Merritt, uh, the founder and MD of uh, Ausbiz. She's got a view in the, the newsletter today reminding us about our subscriber survey. We want to hear from you, really important. So jump on there. Tell us what you want to hear from us because um, that's what we want. That's what we want to give you is what you want to hear. Absolutely. We did it a year ago and we found out that we don't really want blocks of news. You want investable ideas. You want stock picks. And we're also interested in who you are. I mean, are you a millennial, first-time investor? Are you a seasoned professional? Are you a retiree? So we're interested in all of that information so we can shape the content for you. And of course, you get to have if you win, of course, get picked a name out of the proverbial barrel. You can join us for lunch here at Ausbiz and look behind the scenes. All right, Annette, uh, let's look forward then. Um, look, obviously, everything is dominated by what's going on in Ukraine at the moment, but uh, central banks have to negotiate this, uh, that, that what is happening right there geopolitically, but also how it's feeding into inflation. We've got the ECB coming up uh, on Thursday, and, of course, that leads us into the Fed next week. It sure does. The RBA speaks tomorrow. Let's see if they say anything about geopolitical risk. They gave us a hint in their statement. And yes, we are crawling towards US inflation and ECB Thursday night, but we are one headline away from being up or down tomorrow. Stick with us, 8.30 as it drops. Anything you need to know, we'll be here. We will indeed. The Australian markets proved to be pretty resilient when compared with global markets, so we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. We'll see you then.